anytime you're starting a brand new site, if the domain has history, did, does it have a historical footprint in the same topic? Is there an existing site that you're working with? Had, did it exist at one time? All of that goes into your, your path to success, how quickly you will ramp if you have an existing inventory, if you have existing presence. If you have zero of those things, this is the first time this domain's ever been registered. If you think about what that entails, it's a comprehensive competitive analysis. So it's a competitive cohort analysis. Mm -hmm. So when you have a brand new domain, your goal is, and it's often overlooked, to then craft your plan for a site that hasn't yet launched. So that's something it can really advance. Hey, it's Matt, and this is Pass the Secret Sauce. Jeff Coyle is a data-driven search engine marketing executive with more than 20 years of experience in the search industry, managing products, and website networks. Jeff is the co-founder and chief product officer of Market Muse, where he is focused on helping content marketers, search engine marketers, agencies, and e-commerce managers build topical authority, improve content quality, and turn semantic research into actionable insights. Visit marketmuse.com to start your free trial of their content intelligence and strategy platform. What was the dinner table like growing, when I was growing up? Oh gosh, um, well my, my father worked at a grocery, he was a grocery manager, and my mom worked at home, my mom was at home, and I had two older brothers. Basically dinner happened when my father would be able to get home uh, in most cases. So it had a variable time. I was extraordinarily picky eater, so I would typically get during my younger age, I typically have something made for me, which I can't believe that my mom put up Special with. Special made to order, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was the made to order kid and everybody else had kind of the run of the gate. I was the youngest of three boys. So, but it was, I'd probably say not tremendously chaotic or, or would it be anything miraculous, but it was always in the kitchen. We had a dining room table, almost never used it, made in the kitchen. And it wasn't, it wasn't anything spectacular but the majority of the time we were there because you know everybody getting home from from sports and stuff would be whenever he got home frankly so. yeah very cool what sports did you play i played soccer and golf and i bowled for in high school and so and then prior to that i played soccer throughout my whole year still do actually yeah very cool very cool living on an, i live on an island off the coast of georgia and we're able to play 11 months out of the year so the life is good there, although we're not playing right now. That's yeah, good, so. that's that. Yeah, unfortunately. Right. So, when you were growing up, did you have any entrepreneurial tendencies? Did you have any businesses that you started when you were younger? Gosh, I did. I haven't even thought about this in a really long time. That's a really good. I used to. I used to sell uh, some things on Usenet, so pre-internet. Oh. Yeah, Usenet boards. I used to sell uh, technology products uh, on Usenet. And yeah, as, as, a, as, a, as a kid, had a had a small business. Actually, helped me pay for my first car. Never really even thought about that in, in a long time. No one's, and no one's asked that far back <laughs> in a really long, they typically want to know the origin story of, of Market Muse and how yeah. it connects to some other ones, but uh, it's a great question. So yeah, I was, I was on Usenet and a couple of other uh, pre-web pre -web platforms. One was the, the Sierra Network, the Imagination Network. I'm sure if you remember that, but I had some, some businesses happening through that network too. That's very cool. And what, what was the, what was your most successful early business? Would you say success could be yeah. either money or what you enjoyed the most? 
Uh, gosh, those things were just labors of uh, love, almost like trade up kind of kind of stuff. So it wasn't dollars and cents. In that case, you know, I, I guess early on I was, uh, and I guess I still am, really focused on squirreling away cash. <laughs> you know, it was always that was always my goal uh, prior to you know starting marketing was just like put stuff away. So I would do that with what whatever proceeds came about that I didn't then upgrade computers and things like that. Excellent. Excellent. So, so you, you jumped from these, these few businesses and that, did that make it through high school? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I went to Georgia tech for computer science and I started 97 and that was just, uh, really didn't have much business going on until about my third, my third year at Georgia tech, because it was a two year, oh gosh, what is college kind of thing and figuring that out. And and then it really just kind of rebit me in, in the third year of school when I started as an intern for a company called Knowledge Storm, uh, which was an early stage startup. And you know, I was I was the first first hire out, outside of their founders group as a somewhat of an intern, early employee. And then that was where I started also uh, consulting, as I realized that the search engine world was this interesting thing, both enterprise search. So at the time, you know, enterprise search meant make you a make you a search engine for your site or for your intranet, which was kind of before that word too. And there was also this burgeoning market of being able to, at the time, manage websites such that they would receive traffic from the odd world of search engines that existed at that time. So on the side, that was an easy gig to find people for, easy, very lucrative. Um, and then in addition to working at the, the startup that I had begun with. Okay. So you started your own consulting company, building these pre-intranets for different companies. At what point did you really start launching into, you know, your current company? Did you, was there a progression that kind of got you there or was it just one day I I see this opportunity and? It was very, very clear. The day is just there, right? So I I was, I was working at, uh, so my background's in usability theory, user experience, uh, design, search engine, design kind of the inner workings of it. And when I was at, uh, doing, I was doing some kind of like kind of development related stuff on the side. And then I started seeing that search engine optimization was going to be a thing, both from that, from what people were asking me for, who I was working with on the side, but also at Knowledge Storm, which was our vision was to sell leads to software companies. So it was before software companies had content, like at all, they didn't have any content. They, the content marketing didn't exist, right? And we were com- trying to convince them to syndicate their white papers, their brochureware, their case study, their product marketing materials. We're trying to get them to write content and put it on their site mm-hmm. and then have paywall versions that we could protect to generate leads with. So we would basically be asking them, please give us all your white papers. please." Give us-. And we were syndicating them through a network of directory websites. So we were selling leads way before selling leads was even remotely cool. And in order to market those directories, in order to get eyeballs to these collections of documents and these, this directory of software products and product descriptions and, so, and, you know, and company descriptions, basically the earliest days of G2 Crowd, Captera, this was before those things even were, were a glimmer in one's eyes. Mm-hmm. We had those networks at Knowledge Storm. And so the easiest, most effective ways for us to uh, drive those, the traffic was to 
the, the early stage pay-per-click uh, networks that were out there, as well as from organic search once those started to happen. I mean, it was the earliest days of hit refresh on a particular submit thing and your page would jump to the top of the results kind yeah, of days. Yeah. And so we, I had, a, had that going early days uh, to generate those leads. And so immediately those first projects were wildly successful. My time got split. My job turned into half traffic generation, half product manager and UX guy. Mm-hmm. And then slowly that became more important, more important, more important until the iBase was running all of the inbound marketing for the team. And we were, you know, we had our network doing between 30 and 50 million visits a month wow. uh, across 80, 80 to 90 sites. We had partnerships with IBM, Oracle, at the time CMP, IDG, which are businesses that are all rolled into much larger publishing networks now. And, uh, and then we were acquired in 2007. Wow, that's quite a story. When did all that start? Yeah, uh, so when I started doing it on the side, nine, late 99, okay. uh, mid 99 to late 99, I had built an, a, a focused crawler based search engine that I thought was like super cool. And this was my thing. And this is what I was going to do. And had, it had some applications throughout. And, but then I started with Knowledge Storm in early 2000. And then and they were around from early 99 or late 98 to them. But I mean, at that point, they had a, it was a Java applet mm-hmm. when I first started. And then basically, when I got on, really transitioned to the web and uh, took it to a huge network of Legion. I mean, we were doing hundreds and hundreds of thousands of leads a month when at the, at the north end of that, that That's network. That's incredible. So. Market Muse was stored, started in 2015, and obviously there was a big jump in... Mm-hmm way that things worked from 2007 to 2015. What, what were you doing in between that window there? So uh, Knowledge Storm was acquired by a company called Tech Target. So Tech Target is a huge publisher of technology content. And we were acquired by them. Uh, they had also acquired a company called Bitpipe. And so Bitpipe and Knowledge Storm were two of the most powerful entities for generating leads for technology software companies. So they really cornered the market by taking both, by acquiring both of these companies. I stayed on and my team really grew at, at Tech Target. I stayed on with them from uh, 2007 till 2015. I really worked with them to, to grow their lead gen practice, all aspects of inbound marketing, uh, organic traffic, big, big part of that business because they, they have an amazing editorial team, uh, really write, writing high quality content. And it's kind of how the spirit of Market Muse existed. It was, I, I saw all the pain points of clients who were buying leads, how they were struggling with content, how our editorial team really struggled, what to create, what to update, when to update it, what does it mean to be authoritative? What does it mean to have expertise? And all those things we built, our traffic, it's called traffic search and engagement team. That team, we built manual processes for a lot of these things to try to help the writers to try to grow traffic in addition to doing the technical search side and AB multivariate testing and all of that. But the, the, that I, I managed that team for, yeah, gosh, almost eight years prior to having met my now co-founder Aki Blog, and he had built the, the basic framework and initial application that sits behind market news today, even. And it was immediately a big wow moment because it was a lot, many of the manual processes that I had been thinking about 
wanted to create or otherwise, he was already doing it with artificial intelligence technologies in, in 2015, because we went to market in 2015, but Aki had begun working on prototypes and earliest versions uh, years prior to that. Wow. So, wow. As he was, yeah, he was, he was, he was uh, consulting while doing those things. So. That's incredible. That's incredible. I actually, to be quite honest with you, and this might, uh, this kind of might seem embarrassing, I guess, to myself, but I, I didn't even realize AI was around in 2015. Absolutely. So, yeah, so the components are, yeah. Yeah, that, that's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> so, so why don't you explain a little bit about what Market Muse is, what it does? Yeah, sure. So it's a content strategy and optimization platform that identifies both at the page level and the site level or the network level, what you should be creating, what you should be updating, and then gives you the details on how to do it. So it can identify and give you a kind of a detailed framework of how to improve or an, an existing content item to make it more comprehensive, to make it more come from the, the language of an expert. Or if you don't have an existing content item and you're looking to build, it can look at and understand what you've already done, mm -hmm. what's out there, and it will build a framework for you to go out and be able to write something that's going to be successful. So it gives you that strategy guide for what I should do next, what's going to be most impactful, but then allows me to also follow through and execute. And, and when you're saying framework, is that here's the subject or here's a type of subject that you should that you should look for, and here's the content, or how does that framework look? That's a great question. <laughs> so, the, so we have a, a one of our core offerings is the Market Muse Content Brief. Uh, so, a Market Muse Content Brief provides an executive summary that details the the comprehensiveness that we would recommend, the length of the content item gets into who's this for, so the user intent profiles that is looking to target, some things to consider for headlines, questions to answer elegantly uh, throughout the content item, even internal and external links that would be most impactful and create a cluster of content and source the right adjacent references that are non-competitive. We then have an outline view that builds the blueprint or the outline for the content item. So wow. it walks through a recommended structure of the page Titles, subheadings, topics to consider, internal, external links, recommended questions to, to knock out within these sections. Um, and we're able to provide those at scale for writing things. So if you can imagine, we can say, yes, you need to cover, what's something I was talking about today? You need to cover table linens more comprehensively than you are today. Uh, get into how to set tables for what type of stitching to use, what kind of decorative edges all the way down to what you should have on your product descriptions more comprehensively. And then here's the briefs that go along with it. So writing teams, we just accelerate them. We turn every writer into someone who's going to be, it's not that they're search engine experts out of the gate or search engine optimization experts, but the pro the work product they're able to produce is equal to or better than that, which somebody who would have that S SEO expertise. That's and that's the spirit of what we're trying to do is make editors, instant they're already experts you know they live for content they love the topics they write about in many cases in most cases we want to make them faster and able to get their expertise on the page more consistently and confidently because if they can publish and they know ooh, this is going to win they write better content more consistently they can focus on what they care about writing being creative production value versus doing keyword research in a spreadsheet and that's really been the vision for us is to to make content teams editorial teams and search teams get a line. Mm -hmm. 
Interesting. So your ideal customer, are they larger companies or does Market Muse work with smaller companies, maybe even one writer even? So the historically, our business has been mainly focused on um, mid-market, so teams with more than three, two or three writers, all the way up to large enterprise. Uh, so we have many large publisher clients, large three-letter word technology clients, and where they have very complicated teams and you're working with many, many divisions. But all the way down, we had the solutions that it would make sense if you were writing five or more content items per month okay. at the, at the, at the, for the investment for that investment to have a clear return on investment, which we're all about that. We're customer-centric organization, customer success-centric. If we don't think that you will be able to have a meaningful return on investment, we want that to be kind of table stakes from the start. That really all changed at the end of this past year. We added a self-service offering called MarketMuse Pro. And so MarketMuse Pro is a solution that is for anyone who is, cares about driving traffic to websites and is going to take on some level of content production. And so that's where our, our solopreneurs, one-person content teams are having a lot of success because it's got uh, the scope that aligns with what they're looking to accomplish and they can have a meaningful return on investment for someone who's only creating two or three pages a month and still make that make sense because the real name of the game is content efficiency, whether regardless of scale. And that's what we've shown. It's if you publish 20 articles a year, right? That's it. And only two of them are successful. It's highly likely you're not going to create anything next year, right, right? Right. We want that number to be 10 out of 20, mm-hmm. even if it's only 20 and you're, and we might push you to make 30 next year, right? But if you're a large team, you're producing three, 400 articles a year and only 20 to 30 of them are getting recurring success, whatever that key performance indicator is, you've got to get that number up. Virtus Technology is a custom business software solution provider. Are you tired of manual entry into an old system that creates more work than it helps? Does your company suffer from constant pain and frustration around its business processes? Do you spend a lot of time and money trying to hunt information down or figure out what is happening in your business? Virtus Technology can help solve all of this. We evaluate your current processes and then create custom software or mobile apps to automate and streamline your business process, eliminating a lot of those pains and frustrations. Unlike other systems, our goal is to digitize your current processes and systems so that your staff's learning curve is very small. If you're ready to take your business operations to the next level, give Virtus Technology a call today. And so marketing use can drive that factor the most effectively. What content should you go update to make it more successful, comprehensive? You can immediately start updating and optimizing content and have it uh, yield more success. And then for your new content, let's ensure that if you're going to spend money on it, mm-hmm. that it's going to be successful. I mean, and, and that's where we can take numbers like 5 10% success rates up to 40 50 60%. Wow. wow. And it's, it, it's not even... You know, it's like, then you get used to that. And like, when can we get a hundred percent? You know, no, yeah. <laughs> no, but it really is that meaningful. So if you're writing a couple pages a month, this can have a meaningful impact. Cause imagine if all those pages achieve the goals that you had when you were writing. Them. So many people get so stuck on, they're like a good success rate for content is 10%. It's a, it's a number. It's yep. an average. It's yep. not good. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. And this, but it's true. So are you guys, you're providing this framework that talks about what to write. 
are you guys also offering insight into how to get that ranked well? That's however, that's the that's the punchline. Uh, okay. Yeah, so it's by writing like something that's very comprehensive that hits on these marks, hits on these components. That's the out. That's the outcome. The outcome, like I mentioned, is the same as that which somebody who was optimizing would achieve. Mm-hmm. It's just you're doing. It's just an, it's happening because you're writing great content every time and okay. better content than your competitors. The nuance is we're also allowed to, or sorry, we're also able to look at your existing entire site and tell you where you have strength, tell you where you have weakness, do an automated content auditor inventory or gap analysis and say, well, you're really strong when you're covering content marketing strategy and you're really strong when you're covering content inventories, but you never talk about brand awareness, you never talk about target audience. Those are going to be layups for you. You've already got this great authority on those other two related topics. Focus on these things and they're going to be winners. So we can actually do it at the site level, supplement editorial calendars, supplement a plan that's, you know, someone says, I want to own this topic. We can tell them exactly the content items that they need to create, how many content items on what topics would allow them to own that topic, own that thing. And it's really from the standpoint of organic search. Mm-hmm. as that outcome and when you're rating the search terms are you able to place for very highly competitive search terms as well yeah absolutely uh, so it really depends on the 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 site yeah mm-hmm. and it's, it's essentially one of our unique values of market Muse. we're the only platform that provides a personalized metric for difficulty all the, everything that's out there it tells you some sort of estimate for general, and when I say difficulty, is how hard will it be for me to rank for this term, yeah. right? Um, so we were the only platform that gives you a personalized metric for you. So how hard will it be for your site to perform for this? So mm-hmm. if it's like, if, 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 you're, if you have a great site about sparkling water, and you say, hey, I wanna go write a great article about the new iPhone, good luck. It's gonna be off the charts, 99. It's, a, it's hard anyway, and you have no authority on that. But if I wanna go, write uh, something on sparkling water and I'm going to write something on a particular brand or how to make it at home or something like that, it's going to say, oh, you have a better chance than the field. Traditionally, search engine optimization platforms just give you a number that's frankly based on either links, how many, what's the link profile that people were ranking in organic search, mm-hmm. or they pull it from pay-per-click data. For paper, mm-hmm. how hard is it to buy yep. in pay-per-click? Neither of those two things relate to you personally. Uh, so when you ask the question, can it get you, it can tell you how hard it's going to be so you mm-hmm. can make the appropriate investment. Sometimes it's really fun, right? You're like, I want to do this. And like, yeah, it will work. Just go for it here. It's super simple. You have all this pent up value, whereas sometimes your goals are to, uh, I'll give you a great example from a client who changed their entire business direction because of market news. They had two uh, software lines. We, they asked us how could they get to this particular traffic and lead level across both software lines. We told them they were much stronger here. They would only have to write 60 content items this year. Mm-hmm. Here would be the likely investment they need to make. This other one, a lot tougher competitively. They can get there, but it would be between 180 and 240 motions because some of them were create, some were optimized. Mm-hmm. And they said, wow, this is upside down from a margin perspective. Uh, we're going to punt on this entire product line for a year and a half and just mm-hmm. focus on this one because it's higher margin, crushing it already, doing really well. So they actually changed their business direction basically to answer a question like you just asked. Wow. 
so right now we're in the middle of this this black swan event <laughs> and there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be starting businesses it always happens whenever we're in situations like this so if we had a new business that was just started and they did not have any type of web presence they didn't have any authority whatsoever they just bought the domain name brand new business is market muse a good fit for that type of company in that situation ah such a good question so the there's a couple depends in there uh, but I'll, I'll go through all of them. So anytime you're starting a brand new site, if the domain has history, uh, did, does it have a historical footprint in the same topic? Is there an existing site that you're working with? Had, did it exist at one time? All of that goes into your, your path to success, how quickly you will ramp if you have an existing inventory, if you have existing presence. If you have zero of those things, this is the first time this domain's ever been registered. If you think about what that entails, it's a comprehensive competitive analysis. So it's a competitive cohort analysis. Mm -hmm. So when you have a brand new domain, your goal is, and it's often overlooked, is it's not, it's not about you. It's about what's the cohort done and how successful have they been and in what time frames. So if you look at, it's actually called competitive cohort profiling. This is the, the art that I'm talking about here. What Market Muse can provide is you can actually load those competitive sites into our site and understand why their stuff works and what works, what doesn't, to then craft your plan for a site that hasn't yet launched. So that's something it can really advance. So an example might be that I find a blog that I like the success path. I like the topics they cover. I like how they've done. I might see that they've done this over five years. And in five years, they published 200 articles. This was the cadence of publishing they did. This is, their, this is how they progress from a traffic perspective. I can maybe do that and combine that with a couple other sites to say, okay, well, here's the investment I can make on this. Here's the topics I need to cover. I want to get to at least equal to or better than this person's site. Mm -hmm. I can start to set expectations properly for my success and then execute. So it's a little bit of different workflow, which is focus on competitors first instead of auditing my existing inventory and looking inward, I can only work outward from a site that doesn't yet exist. But absolutely, uh, we adapt to practically any, uh, any scenario, how to recover from you know, even a botched migration or doing an audit of a site before you buy it, which is very common. I'm in a number of communities of people who buy and sell websites. We use MarketMe specifically for that. They find jewels out there, mm -hmm. sites that have been mismanaged. Uh, that was something that I did as a, as a specialty as well as identify sites that went through some sort of trauma and can be cleaned up and, and, and really, really grow. So that's a long answer to a short question. But uh, yeah, any, any type of those scenarios where in a year, in two years, you want this to be creating recurring traffic value and it's not today, we'll get you there. It's just you got to be willing to set expectations properly and make the appropriate investments to yeah. be successful. It's not, a, it's not a secret shortcut hack. Uh, and, uh, and secret shortcut hacks come... Fewer and fewer every yep, day. Yeah, that's true. That is true. <laughs> so you mentioned before about doing research and determining whether or not this domain has ever existed before. Mm -hmm. If I was just to go to Namecheap Cheap and I typed in my, my domain name and it says that it's available, mm -hmm. is there a chance that that site had already been registered at one point? If, if it is um, available for 10 bucks or whatever? 
If it's a clear available, the odds are low, uh, but it's possible. It's possible that it went to in-market and then got dropped in open exchange and didn't get picked up by an aggregator. But it's a pretty much of a rarity. You'd probably be buying it at a small premium if it had some sort of presence of any kind. Yeah. And but yeah, it's always worth the it's always worth the two step of a web.archive.org search. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or or you know a couple of brand brand name searches. Um, you know what you're really shying away from is if it was used and abused in in some way, if it was dumped, if it had if it was uh, being used for any sort of toxic industry that might not com- be compatible with yours, or sometimes you get lucky and it did have a significant content presence, you can resurrect it, and or at least resurrect the topical authority of the content that it once had. Whether if you don't have rights to that content, you can build content on similar topics if you don't own that content, and it will have a quicker path to success. Interesting, interesting. Because yeah. all those profiles of those links, you can redirect those links, point them to the right places, and you can also build out other infrastructure uh, to, we that tells or that completes telling the story that you actually and are, are an expert much quicker. Excellent, excellent. I've seen some things on your site that talked about uh, natural language generation. What exactly is that? Well, you had mentioned that the five plus years ago when we were working on topic modeling. And topic modeling is a branch of artificial intelligence that un- tries to understand, and it's a, it's a branch of natural language processing, graph analysis, machine learning, and all that fun stuff all combine for like natural language processing. And so this is basically being able to read, process, and do things with text that people couldn't do before in order to understand it, in order to understand, for example, in our case, what does it mean to be an expert on something? And so natural language generation is a newer technology that has historically only yielded very template-driven, like if you go to a financial site that has thousands and thousands and thousands of pages being updated every minute, most likely those are branches of natural language generation working in the equivalent of Mad Libs combined with databases and they're producing content that's readable. Our branch and what we're working on with natural language generation is a completely different animal. Mm -hmm. Uh, What we're looking to build is is heavily focused on, and we will have releases this year. We've already done work, delivered it for for clients. Um, We're able to build content that is to spec drafts uh, that really focus on what does it mean to be comprehensive on a specific topic. So what we're trying to do is take kind of another step towards the writer being supported and augmented and very, very fast with this, with, with our natural language generation innovation. So we can say, here's some potential kind of sequences to be thinking about. Really building a draft for writers to be, to be thinking, okay, I've got a lot of aspirations. I've got a lot of expertise that obviously isn't going to come through here. Mm-hmm. It's going to speed, speed me up, make me more successful. So natural language generation is probably the hottest field in artificial intelligence this year and will be next year. And to date, the only in-market applications are very, very formulaic and primarily heavily focused on database-driven content, not scalable creative content uh, augmentation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. You made me think before, too, when you were talking about the different websites, Mm -hmm. does, does Market Muse also help with the actual pages of the website? So, so again, if we're 
talking about a brand new website or maybe we're re revamping a website. Mm -hmm. This is what your homepage should should have on it. This is what the next page should have on it. Does it get into that kind of thing as well, or is that from is an on page? Yeah, from an on page perspective, like the, the content on this on the page. But we're not we're not uh, thinking about like the structure of the of the you know the, the HTML the source and not because we couldn't give advice on that I mean we have our content advisory team which is our equivalent of professional services can give you advice on that but in many of those cases there are really great software products that streamline those solutions so if you're in if you're in WordPress or you're in Drupal or many most of the common content management systems a combination of a really good user experience person good development folks and then either whether they be plugins or or they can get you pretty far along so that you're not hurting yourself when you write you're not governing your success with technical mistakes and that's not to say there isn't a huge market in technical search engine optimization we only provide that as a service not integrated into our software as the tech technical seo I mean, if you have pretty extensive migration challenges or have a problem dealing with a penalty dealing with a, a technical issue we'll typically point you towards a, a partner that focuses more on that it's it kind of stinks because a lot of us and marketing use can do that work we just it's not our day-to-day -day. we're like yeah. we, we want to do this project we want to help you um, <laughs> but we have a few really amazing agencies one of them is locomotive in, in north carolina formerly adapt who is just they're like a lightsaber we point people to them if they've got a, a more of a technical or structural challenge got it got it excellent so what do you see next uh what, what's next in your field or in I know you mentioned natural language generation is going to be hot. Is there anything else that you're kind of watching or looking into right now? It's so hard to say right now because like saying anything is hot is kind of weird. But the, the natural language from a, from a design uh, innovation perspective, personalization, I feel is a place to start really focusing on whether it be personalization, live personalization of websites for, for account-based marketing or ABM. There's some amazing companies in that space doing a lot of great work. Uh, Proof is one. There's email or communications personalization. I mean, right now you can do very, very unique things with both newsletter type, also personal communications that are also things like LinkedIn or out, outbound comms. I think that there's, there's going to be a huge, huge growth there. I think natural language generation and aspects of natural language processing will remain and we'll have some major, major releases, <laughs> not just from, from us, uh, but also there will be some other folks in that field who are, who are driving some big success. A couple other ones relate data analysis for both personal and professional applications. I think there's going to be some interesting ways that people are providing just-in-time data for applications that are localized. Uh, that are going to be very, very interesting happening too. Those are ones from, from kind of from our fields that we think are going to have major impacts by this year. So personalization, uh, natural language generation, uh, ad targeting, and, uh, and then uh, per web, web personalization, I think all are, are ones that I would keep an eye on from a, a MarTech perspective. Interesting. Excellent. Well, this is fantastic, Jeff. Uh, if people wanted to get in touch with you or learn more about Market Muse, what would you suggest? How would they do that? I, it depends on how they like to learn, frankly. Uh, so we have a wonderful blog written by some amazing content strategists, including 
myself, but also a lot of partners and in-house writing team, our blog has got everything you could possibly want to know about like the nuanced content strategy. Uh, we have a trial on our site. We have a great offer on MarketMuse Pro. You sign up through the trial and you can upgrade straight through there. If you have a more specific question, I answer everything. Jeff at MarketMuse.com. If it was uh, cool on most of these things, I'd give my cell phone number out, but uh, Twitter, uh, Jeffrey underscore Coyle. I'm LinkedIn, I respond to everything, care about our industry, our community. We do a lot of things to just give as much information as we can so that people can make great decisions. The last thing we want to see is a migration go south or somebody come to us who has written 100 articles and gets no traffic. And those, those, we, that's, that's what we bleed for, frankly. And, and, and uh, so if you have any questions about, is this right? Hit our drift bot. On the bottom right, by the way, Drift is awesome. Hit our Drift bot on the bottom right of our site. Shoot me a note, Jeff at Market News, or just jump into the trial. See if it makes sense and, and optimize a few content items for free. And you'll see once they start growing their traffic that you don't want to keep doing it. You get that, you'll get, you'll get that, uh, that adrenaline boost that even if something, even if nothing's working for you, this will. And so, and we can be really confident in that. And, we, and we've had now hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of teams all with that same story. That's great. That's great. Well, I appreciate it. And I'm sure we probably will reach back out to you again here in the future because uh, things are always changing and you know, I'd love to be able to hear what, what's next with Market Muse and some of the new things you guys are coming out with. So thank you so much. I really appreciate the time. It's been a great discussion, especially like the early days questions. I did not, uh, didn't, wasn't ready for those, but I was very excited to answer them. It, it kind of made my day. Uh, so well, I appreciate that. Anything thank I you so can much. do. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again. Thanks. Excellent. Thank you. Thanks for listening. And remember, pass the secret sauce.